Praise the Lord, everyone. This is Anne from Teacher's Den. I'm glad to be here again. Remember that I upload new podcasts every Friday and every Tuesday. I pray that I'll have the opportunity to talk to you again next week, Tuesday. But today, we're going to be talking about joy. Remember that we've been talking about the fruits of the Spirit, attributes of God's children, characters and fruits that are supposed to be found in us by reason of the Holy Spirit at work in our lives. Remember that the fruits of the Spirit are not um, things that you could, on your own, work hard to possess. Always bear in mind that you have to walk with the Holy Spirit for these fruits to begin to show forth in your life. And it happens over time. So I just want you to be encouraged not to struggle so hard to, you know, say, I want to, I want to make sure that I have self-control. I want to be able to be joyous. I want to be able to be kind. I want to be able to be gentle, you know, and I'm going to struggle. I'm going to try my best to do it. I am a perfect example. It doesn't come that easy. You have to walk with the Holy Spirit and let him work with you. It takes the power of God to encourage you to become better, to become what he wants you to be. So bear in mind that it's not by your power. It's not by the effort that you put in to become the person that you think you can become. God knows you inside out. He knows you. He knows how to work with you. You are nothing but clay in the hands of the potter. So allow him to mold you into becoming the person that he wants you to be. Remember, if you've been listening to the previous podcast that I've uploaded, if you have been listening, you will know that I have talked about self-control, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, kindness. Today, we're going to be talking about joy. Joy. The beauty of joy. I checked the dictionary and it was almost, um, I was trying to Google it for me to be able to get a proper definition of what um, joy could be. But somehow, you know, the definition I found there, so to speak, definition I found there was not, was not, um, what word would I use? Was not satisfying in my spirit. So I couldn't really take any of those definitions. But I thank God that um, I found one and it was really what the Lord put in my heart exactly I couldn't have said it better he said it exactly the way the Lord dropped it in my heart you know with the right words so I want you to listen to this according to Rick Warren the best definition I could give you for joy is the settled assurance that God is in control of every detail of my life the quiet confidence that ultimately everything is going to be all right and the determined choice to praise God 
in every situation. That's exactly what joy is. That is exactly what joy is. So while studying this, I found out that, you know, I just try to put it in different categories, just like, um, just like I did with, um, the last podcast that I did, did with patience, you know, when you're being patient in times of affliction, you're being patient in times of, you know, during afflictions, problems come, but we thank God that the Bible says that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of, delivers us out of them all. Then patience and love, being patient with the spouse, being patient with your friends, people you care about, you know, being patient with them, watch them grow and transform into the people that God has called them to be. So I was able to kind of do the same thing with joy. But first, I had to determine the source of joy. The source of my joy is Jesus Christ. And this joy could only come through by the leading and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. You see, the thing is, it's hard to be joyful, especially in this this generation now it's hard there's so many things that that are working against you it doesn't look like everything was put together to make you joyful but in all i think one word that was used very frequently in the bible was rejoice in the midst of problems rejoice because your joy is not determined by your situation or your circumstances. The Lord is the one who gives us joy. It is the, the, it is the desire of the Father to see his children joyful. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. The Bible says that over and over Whether it's in feasting, rejoice. In mourning, understand that all things are working together for my good. In the midst of the storm, rejoice. Now, rejoice might not just be about laughing, but it's like we said, according to the definition of joy. It's that quiet confidence that ultimately everything is going to be all right. You know, it's just like understanding when you have the support of people on earth, you know, you have this problem and it's very easy for you to get someone to call, someone to talk to, someone who will give you a shoulder to cry on. But you see, the thing is that these days, it's not really like that. People are more consumed in their own lives, their selves. And you really, we all need someone. You really need someone that you can talk to, someone that you can call. Well, if you're fortunate that some God has given you that someone, you know, a confidant or 
an accountable body that you could talk to, you could share your thoughts with, your feelings with. Great, good. Praise the Lord for you. But if you do not have such a person, the Lord says he is here. He is here. Whatever it is that you're going through, I need you to always understand that God didn't bring you this far just to abandon you. God didn't bring you into this world and then he just left you and said, okay, so now you go. Go handle life your own way. Go go live life the way he pleases you. No, that's not what God did. That's not his idea. God brought you into this world. He, he's watching over you. He's taking care of you. And he's asking that you let him Because you see, God can't be forceful. In one of my podcasts, I talked about you and your free will. It could be a blessing, a gift. It could be a curse. It depends on how you use it. Because God doesn't force us to do anything. As much as it's his desire that you come to him, you ask him for help. He won't force you. He loves you that much for you to give him permission to do what he wants to do in your life. I look at the, the so let me say, the little things that led me into building this relationship with God. It's as little as me going to bed and saying, Lord, I'm not setting any alarm. I want you to wake me up at 2 a.m. And then, without the alarm, I just find myself tossing and tossing around my bed. And I just whisper in my spirit, I'm sure it's 2 a.m. I wake up, look at the time, voila, it's 2 a.m. Those little things led me to trust in God more. He has told me that no matter what I face, He's still going to be my God. The words of God in the Bible encourage you to trust God. Now this trust, this faith, this belief is what grows joy inside of you. You know when the Lord speaks to you and encourages you. And then when you see that everything he says to you comes to pass. It may have taken a little bit of time. But it eventually came to pass. Then you begin to understand that, you know, I think this God is real and I think he's true to me. Because you have to think about it first. You know, the only way you can get to encourage other people is when you have had your own experience. You can tell the world boldly, look, my God came through for me. And I am telling you that if you can just trust him, he will do the same for you. I want you to always have in mind this definition of joy. Now at this point, I must say here that joy and happiness are really not the same. Because when I said that I was finding it hard to get um, 
a proper definition for joy in the dictionary, you know, the world's, the world's dictionary. So I kind of felt like the definition I was seeing there was definition for happiness. You know, just being happy. That was what I felt. So I said to myself, okay, Lord, just maybe I should just put joy definition Bible. And that was what I did when this definition came up. Then I said, okay, now that I have seen it and this is our definition of joy from God's point of view, what exactly is happiness? And really, it wasn't far-fetched. It's, it's obvious what happiness is. Happiness is, is the feeling that comes over you when you know life is good. You know, when you can't help but smile. Everything is good. I have the money. I have the cars. I have most of the times happiness is based on materialistic stuff. And it's also based on your circumstances. But that's the difference with joy. Joy isn't based on your circumstances. Joy is based on your relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, ju- just for the sake of this podcast, just for the sake of the saints, just for God's children, you know, the world might have another definition of joy, but for God's children, this is what joy really is. It's getting to that level where your faith kicks in stays with you and keeps you through that situation. Knowing that no matter what I am faced with, I know God cares. And knowing that he said that his plans for us are of good and not of evil is to give us hope and a future. That's what God's plan is for you. And then always remembering how much he loves you, that he had to send his son, he had to send his son to die for you and for me on the cross of Calvary for the redemption of our sins. Thinking about that sacrifice, just think about, let's take Jesus for example. The Bible says, he said, whom for the joy, he had that for the endurance of the cross. He looked at the joy inside of him, came through because he thought about the end of the cross. Now, after the cross, what's going to happen? That was the joy that kept Jesus through the pain of the cross. He looked at the end of it. That's why the Bible says that the end of a thing is greater than the beginning. What is it that God has called you to do? Do it. It may be hard at the beginning, but at the end of the day, you'll have cause to rejoice. How how long is it going to take? Three years? Five years? At the end of the day, your heart will be glad. So I want to encourage you to understand that we're not following God just for happiness. 
over time, when the Spirit of the Lord works, works with you, you become who the Spirit of the Lord wants you to be. You become the person that our God created you to be. Always remember, I like to say this all the time. It's really not about you. If you understand that your journey on earth is really not about you, you will you will have more peace. You will have more joy. When you get to the point in life where you understand that, Lord, you brought me to earth for a purpose and I'm going to surrender all that I am to you. And then the Lord begins to break you piece by piece and then molds you back, fixes you back, gradually transforming you into who he created you to be. You see, the truth is that we are humans, mere mortals with flesh. Ordinarily, we do things that that that's not um, that are not pleasing to God. That's our sinful nature kicking in. But by the reason of the blood of Jesus that was shed on the cross, you are called to become a better version of what you are presently. Now that better version is who God has created you to be. He looked at Anne. He looked at Anne and he said, you know what? You get angry easily. I don't like that. Let's take that out of you. It was hard. But I listened to that still small voice inside of me that would tell me to keep quiet when someone makes me mad. I listened to that still small voice inside of me telling me, just don't react. Just keep a smile on your face at this time. I know that they expect you to be mad at this time, but I need you to just keep smiling. That's how it works. You know, look, there's nothing as good as when the Lord teaches you himself to become who he wants you to be. That's why, look, look, therapists are doing their best. Psychologists are doing the best that they can, but... They can't really bring about a permanent change. It's only God who can really change you. I remember my dad will tell me this when I wanted to get married or when I was it when I wanted to get married. No, I think when I just started dating and, you know, getting to know guys and all of that, my dad will say, Look, always remember this. You can never really change a man. Always remember that. You can never really change a man. A man can only change because he's he wants to change. He's ready for the change. And then I went on further to realize that only God also can actually change a man. Because the Bible says that the heart of a king is in his hands and he can turn it to whatsoever direction that he pleases him. So... God can also change people. But you have to trust God for that change. You really do have to trust God for that change. When I say 
that it's really not about you, it doesn't mean that God has neglected you. It means that your journey on earth, it's about God showing forth his glory in your life. If you had listened to the first season of the podcast, Teachers Den Podcast, you, you, you'll probably understand what I'm talking about by now. Because humans were fashioned to display God's glory on earth. That's how we were created. Now think about the joy of displaying God's glory on earth. That means your success belongs to God. God wants to see you succeed. That's why he created you. It will be an insult on God for you not to succeed. That's why it bothers God the way his children are. It bothers him. Now he's requesting that you turn to him so that your life may be filled with his joy. Your life will be filled with his with his success. That's what God really wants. It may seem like I'm not talking about the fruit of the spirit, but I actually am. I'm talking about joy. And how can you get joy? Joy can only come from you understanding genuinely that God cares. God wants the best for you. So that's why I'm trying to explain to you how it may not be about you, but you are so important to God. You have to first understand that you are God's creation. You were created especially of all of God's creation. You are the best. He looked at everything he made and he said it was good. So it is the desire of the Father for you to succeed. Now what's your definition of success? That's not up to you, that's up to God. We might look at you and say, oh, this person is not successful. But God looks at you and says, you are successful. Because success with God doesn't come from money. Success with God doesn't come from houses. It doesn't come from cars. That's why he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then everything else will be added unto you. So... Man's definition of success is not God's definition of success. So that's why it might, you know, cause a little misunderstanding in your heart. But when you have built a relationship with God and he teaches you, he works with you, you'll understand. And you'll begin to find fulfillment in your relationship and your walk with God. So, I just pray that we understand that we are of great value to God. We are of great value to God. You see, when you build that relationship with God intentionally, when you intentionally build that relationship with God, you'll realize that It's almost impossible to stay sad. It's almost impossible to stay unhappy. Your heart is just going to be filled with joy that even when sadness tries to kick in and someone tries to make you mad, you know the Holy Spirit tells you you've got to come out of this real quick. 
and then he encourages you he reminds you of his word and you know talking about this the lord is just filling my heart with so much joy and i really oh god lord thank you jesus but you see that's just what this is really about being on earth it's about god displaying his glory through you wouldn't it be amazing if you just gave god a chance to display his mighty power through you instead of allowing the world deceive you allowing the world give you their definition of success please at the end of the day you see all these things we're going to die and leave them here so what's the use what's the use what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul let the joy of the Lord fill your heart. Let the Lord wrap his loving arms around you. Let him breathe life into you. Always remember that Satan is a defeated foe. Everything you see going on on earth should remind you of God still being in control. It doesn't matter what's going on, especially now with the coronavirus everywhere. I want you to be encouraged. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. The Lord is with you. He said, I am with you always. You see, that's the beauty of knowing that you have the seal of the Father on your head. There's this assurance that comes with it, Lord Jesus. I give it all to you. I give it all to you. No weapon of the enemy formed against me shall prosper. And just like in the days of Moses, with the blood of Jesus marked, marked on their doors, the spirit of death will pass over. But always remember, we, we're, we're all going to die. We are all going to die. Eventually, we're, we're going to die. So, why? Please be encouraged. It is the desire of the Father that you were blessed. It is the desire of the Father that your heart is filled with joy. It is the desire of the Father that you succeed. Don't let the world define success for you. No, that will only lead you astray. Sit down one-on-one -on -one with your father. Study his word. Let him guide you. Let him put you through. I'm just going to read a few Bible verses for you. And if it needs explaining, I'll just explain one or two. So, I am... Um, talked about joy in trials in the last podcast talking about um, patience I said it that um, weeping may last for a night but joy joy comes in the morning weeping may last for a night but joy comes in the morning so be encouraged whatever it is that you're going through it will definitely end it will end 
the Lord is going to favor you. The Lord is going to take you to places you never thought you could go to. The Lord is going to open up doors for you. In fact, if your eyes are open, you will realize that some doors that you ignored are being opened up to you. So take advantage of them. Take advantage of those opportunities that the Father has set before you. Let me read you a few Bible verses. Let's talk about this. Always remember that you can um, reach me. Just maybe leave a comment there and I'll do well to reply. Go to www.childofthekingteachersden. That would, it would help you a lot. Just, you just have, you will see some things that I wrote there. You could read over them. Leave me a comment just, and I will get the message and I will, you know, get back to you. But for now, I really want you to be encouraged. You could also go to my Facebook page, Ann.Oguama. Just search for Ann.Oguama. Better still, just search for Teachers Den. At Teachers Den 434 at Teachers Den 434. I need you to be encouraged. I need you to stay strong. The Lord really cares. And you see, there's no time to be dilly-dallying with your relationship with God. There's really no time. Because before you, you might think that you have you have time. But time is short. Time is short. I remember T.D. Jakes saying in one of his teachings that just when his father was about to die, that's when his father said he just realized the purpose of his life. Why wait so long? When you can build a relationship with your father now, have a personal discussion with him, have a conversation with him, That's what you call prayer. Have a conversation with your father. Then check through the word. The Lord always has a way of ministering to his children. He has a way of ministering to his children. So let him speak to you. Let him speak to you. So I'm reading from James chapter 1 verses 2 to 3. There's joy in trials. I need you to understand that. In times of trials, the Lord is with you always. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. You know, as God's children, the ways of the Lord is contrary to the ways of the world. So, it will look like you are constantly under fire. It will look like uh, you're going in the wrong direction, especially from the perspective of the world. But the Lord is encouraging us to hold on. Hold on. You know, when you go through many of these trials on earth, it helps you. It builds your faith. It builds your faith. And your faith can help you persevere. Because this journey is not about starting. It's about finishing. That's what's most important. It's about finishing. Many people started well, 
but somehow somewhere along the line they just couldn't keep up and they fell along the way so in the midst of trials the lord is telling you consider it pure joy count it all joy count it all joy whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance remember that that child of god that you see close to you that looks like a superhuman being is really not a superhuman being we don't succeed in staying joyous all the time we don't succeed in being patient with you or with anybody else who says silly things to our faces we we're not continually kind simply because we want to god's children become who they become by the guidance the leading of the holy spirit it's something that god has called each and every one of us on earth to do draw near to me and i will draw near unto you that's what the bible says so he's actually waiting on you he's waiting on you i pray that you will answer the call of the father so that you can experience this beautiful love and joy of walking with the father so joy in hope Romans 15:13 May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit Christ and me is the hope of glory and my hope comes from the Lord and he told me he says be hopeful be patient in joy believe in that everything that i have told you i will do i really will do everything the father has spoken into your spirit he says he will do then believe it believe it Be gullible to God's word. Let the Lord lead you in the way that you shall go. Isaiah 35:10 And those the Lord has rescued will return. They will enter Zion with singing everlasting joy and will crown their heads gladness and joy will overtake them and sorrow and sighing will flee away imagine that when you draw close to god when you come unto him sorrow and sighing let's say sadness you know when you're depressed unnecessarily anxious the lord is saying when you come near to me 
I will rescue you. And you will enter Zion. Zion could be your place of rest. With everlasting joy. He will crown you. With everlasting joy. Then gladness and joy will overtake you. It's the absence of joy that's causing people commit suicide. Absence of joy. Look, human beings don't really care. More like, God has taken me to a point where I genuinely care about people. But, I may not always be available to encourage you as much as you want to be encouraged. Your pastor may not always be available to encourage you like you always want to be encouraged. But you have the Lord. King David the psalmist said that he encouraged himself in the Lord. Look, there will be that stage in your life where the Lord will have to isolate you from the world. You will just realize that you have no friends, you have no one to talk to, but him. He did that for a reason. It's in that place that your relationship is built. So, I want to encourage you today to trust God. The joy of the Lord is our strength. According to Nehemiah 8, the Lord told them, go, eat, drink, But in all, remember that the joy of the Lord is your strength. Imagine the Lord transferring his joy into you. Do not mistake happiness for for joy. No, they are two different things. I don't have much, but I have God. And I am so satisfied every day. I just tell God, I said, Father, the joy inside of me, all I request for is the simple life. Just the simple life. Just the simple life. Well, well, how much? You're going to die. You're going to leave money here. You die, you leave the house. And you leave it to people who have no idea how you brought it all up in the first place how you built it how you got it and you know if you read the book of ecclesiastes and the book of proverbs you'll you'll understand the book of proverbs really tells you a lot what's the value why struggle so hard make so much money and leave it for a bunch of people who knew nothing about your struggle to just take it and enjoy it be encouraged. May the hand of the Lord forever be upon you. I'm just going to read two more verses. And um, I'll end the podcast. So Romans 14, 12. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Righteousness, peace, Joy in the Holy Ghost. 
be encouraged, my brothers and sisters. The Lord will be with you always. Now, the last one I'm going to read is John 15, 11. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. You see, without Christ, your joy cannot, will not, shall never be complete. Don't let Satan deceive you. He's a defeated foe. He lost the battle a long time ago. The day Jesus died on the cross, that was the day Satan was defeated. He lost the battle a long time ago. You have the name of Jesus available to you. Use it. If you weren't worth it, Jesus wouldn't have died. If I was not worth it, Jesus wouldn't have died. I'm that special. You're that special. That someone had to come and give his life. I'm sorry for those who are rejecting the name of Jesus. Only death will tell. Only death will tell. So I just want you to be encouraged. I want you to understand that God genuinely cares. If you turn, turn around, turn around. Go back to him. Don't let people deceive you saying, Oh, what did Jesus ever do for me? What did Jesus did everything for you? Cursed is the man who rejects Jesus. But blessed are you when you turn and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Feel free. Send me a message just on Facebook. Send me a message and a-N-N-E dot Oguama, O-G-U-A-M-A. That's going to be the easiest way to find me. DM me also on Instagram, Anne dot Oguama, A-N-N-E dot O-G-U-A-M-A. And we could talk. We could, you know, the Bible says iron sharpened iron. So we could talk just want to encourage people God God has been putting it in my heart to encourage his children especially the younger generation don't let Satan fool you the joy of the Lord is indeed your strength I pray in the name of Jesus that every lying spirit be put to death every lying spirit be silenced in the name of Jesus God's children are finding their way back to him. The name of the Lord only will be glorified in your life. The hand of the Lord is upon you. His face will continually shine upon you in Jesus' name. I pray that you will be encouraged. I pray that the Lord will see you through. Bear with me. I know the podcast is long, but just bear with me. All right. This is Anne from Teacher's Den. Have a good day and bye-bye.